0: Naked Under the Table show where we say what we think because we're just as naked under the table as you are. We've got nothing under the table and nothing is off the table. Our weekly golden nuggets are delivered hot and fresh by your favorite half naked people, Martin, Denise and Elsie. This week we are entering our third episode of our Dead or Alive series. And we are going to be talking about responsible media. And tonight's host with the most is none other than Elsie Reclamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: me. <clears throat> That's me, no. That is. I'm just making that sure is, that it's is. And hi guys, hello everybody and I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, a restful weekend hopefully because I think everybody nowadays is trying to get back into the saddle of uh, of trying to get back working again and hopefully this uh, whole uh, happening is uh, <laughs> will 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 subside anyways we're talking about right Denise thank you we're talking about responsible media and we have a guest tonight uh a very very old old uh, I mean she's not old she's very young I've met her when she was still a teenager so nayon bata pa siya <laughs> my yeah. my my, like good,
0: you, my good
1: friend, my good friend, uh, two-time Palanca Awardee, uh, Big Sky Extraordinary Drinking Buddy, and uh, a well-rounded person, uh, Yvette
2: And hello, Yvette. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. I, I oh, like that drive. you think I'm I'm younger than you. We're actually the same age. We are, we are, we are. Well, yes. uh,
1: di naman, di naman halata. Uh, I mean, when you reach a certain age, like uh, 29. Uh, yeah. Oh, did I divulge <laughs> our age? Oh, I'm so sorry, Yvette. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> so sorry, guys. I did not mean to. I didn't mean to divulge any <laughs> <clears throat> age information. Sorry, Joey.
0: We have a Benjamin Button situation going on. In our yeah, and definitely.
1: He's the youngest. Yvette, yeah. uh, every, every time we see you, you look uh, younger and younger every year. <laughs> Anyways, Yvette is a journalist. Uh, you uh, do a lot of news, right? Um, you do...
2: fee- more features, yes.
1: Okay, okay. Can you, can you give us a little background on yourself?
2: Um, Well, I most people know me as a horror writer. Yes, yes, yes. But um, I am also a journalist. Let us leave it at that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lovely, lovely. Yeah, we had a a while ago offline, we were having a great uh, uh, supernatural Quentuhan and hopefully next time we can continue that and hopefully... uh, in person, with a few rounds, oh, no? I'm really mistrinking. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Sana, sana, soon. Sana, soon. Anyways, uh, this, tonight, uh, this episode, uh, we'll see how, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how media and technology has, you know, exploded. Uh, more or less, it's been exploding. Uh, a lot of new things coming, coming out. Channels, social media, YouTube channels, here and there. I'm actually uh, subscribed to one in particular called China Unbound. That's a crazy channel. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, 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 I want to uh, uh, tell you about it uh, next time. And it's, uh, it's all about... Uh, 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 oh, let's not talk about that. It's a bit political. Eh? Anyways, uh, let's go to uh, this first discussion. So technology nga, uh, it's now been exploding and we have great access. Anyone can just access information. It's right. It's literally in their hands. That's how accessible it is. Uh, uh, Sorry, Martin. uh, To the Tagalog listeners, uh, you know what they say, bawal na ang tanga. It's it's literally every information is in your hand is in in your hand. So, uh, how we consume um, um, information, especially media, has now become even more important um, and, and critical. We receive from these uh, sources. Now, I want to ask: Do you think that media, particularly the news? has increased or decreased in being legitimate, right? Uh, there's so much. Uh, you can pick from, from, the li- from a list of, 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 of accounts who's, who's giving the right uh, information. <clears throat> Albeit there are legitimate factions, but then there's, there's TV and, and, and radio, but even that is being criticized. Even that now is 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 uh, criticized and questioned. So, what do you think? Uh, what do you what do you guys think about about its legitimacy? Is it is it decreased? Has it been decreasing? Where is it going? Uh, for this, I want to know what Yvette thinks.
2: Well, um, I think that it is more important now than ever because, as you mentioned you have technology in the palm of your hand. You have a phone, and with that phone you can do anything you want, almost. Um, You can write, you can start a blog, you can take a video, you can go on social media. But um, what a media organization has that the regular person doesn't, um, aside from the reach, that that will take that out of the equation is um they have the training like journalists have the training they are um they have standards to follow so um you're not just some like it isn't just some random rambling for example like there's a specific pattern to the way the news is um is presented and what also, because there's so many sources out there, not all of them. Ah, okay, the most important thing is also fact-checking. Because since, like you said, there are so many thing, sources out there, um, what's important, what becomes more important is number one, the fact-checking, which media companies are trained to do. And number two is critical thinking, which not a lot of people, no, like it's, it's, it's a skill that has to be learned.
0: Let's just put it that way. It's nice. a skill nice. still needs to learn, evidently. Just kidding, <laughs> love you. Uh, <laughs> critical thinking
1: or I'm just critical, technically. You're just I'm, critical.
0: Always, I'm always no, at the brink just of
1: something. Critical. I'm just at the brink of something all the time, right now. Like right now, I'm in the brink yeah. of something. I will, I will just leave it at that. Uh, how about you, Denise? What do you think about this? Uh, you, you've been in uh, media, so you've been in PR and advertising. So what do you think yeah, about this uh, decline, if, if there is any?
0: So it's interesting when we talk about the rise of sources, as you say, or the accessibility of, of these platforms. And because the internet is virtually like a universe, it's limitless. One of the benefits of technology is now volume of where you can get sources of information. So that's the upside. And I think definitely there are merits and advantages to having volume. Number one, it's easier for you if you read the right sources to get a more balanced perspective because you hear from different points of view, you hear from different cultural uh, biases because all reporters, as much as there is something called unbiased reporting cannot be helped. All humans have inherent biases. So having that volume is a wonderful gift for the people who are consuming media because it allows them now to do what Yvette actually wants us to do, which is fact check, um, assess for critical thinking, get balanced opinions and differing points of view, which help and aid with our ability to process what it is that we're getting. What I think is the problem here is while there's an increase in volume, there's definitely a decrease in value. So not everything that you're gonna to read, to Yvette's point, is going to be valuable. And we're not even talking about the legitimacy of the facts or the correctness of the writing style, um, or even that the thinking has some form of not, if not criticality, some form of unique um, uh, cadence, if you will, um, and, and, and it, it tends to devalue now a lot of things that you read. Very often, you find what I like to call the xerox paper type of journalism that happens now where a pseudo-journalist will read uh, a genuine publication, let's say the Wall Street Journal, or let's say the New York Times, and a pseudo-journalist will read that and copy off that. And worse, if they're not completely understanding the point of the author, when they borrow from that particular article and they try to rewrite it, it loses its original meaning. And then a second pseudo-writer or journalist will now read that pseudo-journalist's writing, and it becomes a very bad copy of an original. And that for me is what's very dangerous about free media today, is that you can have a copy of a copy of a copy. And not only is the thought lost, but even the, the how to say, the balanced reporting, where the effort to put into not just the research, but the actual composition of the piece is lost. And, and that's so, what I think- so,
1: so you're saying we should, every <clears throat> trained journalist should, have their own uh, sources. You can't just... I
0: think every person that is going to write about something that is going to be consumed on mass, and it's not even just writing. Anybody that does anything on a mass medium, be it a video format, uh, a literary format, or even music, there is an innate responsibility we have now, especially if we're talking about controversial topics or current events, to make sure that we are well-researched and that even our research is the proper research is the proper foundation? We mm-hmm. can't just quote some Wall <clears> Street <throat> Journal and assume that that's been researched correctly or that we no, no, understand. I, I, like, I, I like what
1: you said right about uh, I completely uh, natu- natural bias. Yeah, was well, uh, that Sorry.
2: No, no, I said I agree. I agree with her point.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, uh, uh, I agree with Denise with natural bias. There, it's hard to be uh, totally objective. Uh, you can. Sense even from a newscaster that there's a, a tension in how they deliver the news if there's a, some sort of a bias. How about you Martin what, what, do, you, what do you think
3: Yeah but uh, I mean I mean I, I, I do agree with with what you said, Denise and I, I actually also agree with you, Yvette. and I, I think I think there's a lot of problems um, with the situation we're in right now. Um, not only when it comes to media, although that's what we're talking about today, um, but I, I think we're in a transition phase where the technology that we have available to us is, is not something that we have learned how to probably integrate into our society in, in many ways. But I think the bottom line is that it has made it a lot, a lot uh, better Uh, like when we, if we talk about media, that one of the main things is, is quantity. And one of the problems is that, that people now don't, they don't have to take an education to become a, a a content creator, right? And that's really the point with, with being a journalist. That, as you said, Yvette, like you have, there, there are some rules in place and now there are no rules in place for content creators. You can do whatever, whatever you want and, and you're not going to be held accountable for what you you put online well, but at I the would same
0: there are some rules but they're not the same rules that are imposed on formal journalists yeah
3: yeah for sure there are some rules like for example race uh, especially racist slurs something that will get banned or you can even get prosecuted for uh, whether you are a journalist or or not so so they, yeah you're right definitely there are some rules but but it's not the same as the standards of 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 journalism so at the same time, we broke the monopolies, right We broke the monopolies so the uh, if not monopolies then 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 very very little amount of very few um, agencies around the world had access to actually deliver news and deliver knowledge knowledge on a, on a mass scale and uh, and now we broke that monopoly so, so from that perspective that that's that's a, that's a good that that's a very very good thing and it makes knowledge and news uh way more available on a much broader uh scale and i i don't think we've seen uh i i don't think we've seen that unfold in, entirely yet Like not even not even i i think there's still a lot of way to 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 go and and to see how that affects people um yes, and the last oh yeah pardon. sorry a bit, the last thing I wanted to say, and I, this might might be so, where I, for me, the shoe kind of, I, I don't know how that saying is, the shoe is the tight. Shoe I, the shoe drops, yeah. 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 Is uh, one that we need standards like you used to have for journalism, right? Because since news was controlled or, or information was controlled by few agencies, uh, they could ensure that most of the people delivering that news they did it. Through certain standards and and lived up to certain rules and they had a, a level of education so so that's the one problem but another thing that's opposed now which didn't exist before is the individual oh, well it did exist before but if we talk about mainstream news mainstream information, you were just the filter was done the filtering was done for you. now the filtering is not done for you anymore so now you have to become the filter yourself. And that puts a lot of responsibility onto the individual, which was not there before and which is something that we as as people now have to, to learn, uh, maybe even from, from maybe even, I don't know if in school, but it's definitely something that you have to learn how to navigate this ocean of, of information. So yeah, that, that, that's it.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I was going to say that even though I, I earlier said that, um, Media agencies um, have have standards. I'd also it doesn't just mean they're the only ones with standards because there mm. are a few, like say bloggers or content creators who adhere to these standards but may not necessarily be um, connected to an agency. But they're very very few, very 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 few. Mm. Most. And
0: that's most, an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting point because this conscientiousness, this conscientiousness is something that seems to come from the person itself and not anymore from an external governing body. And and I commend those rare few, whoever you are out there, kudos to you.
2: But for a lot of content creators, they either they disregard this, they don't think it's important, or they don't know that these things exist at all in the first place. They just say, okay, I have a computer in front of me. I can do anything I want.
0: Hmm. And it doesn't just, it's not just related to journalism or writing. This stuff happens in every every form of media. Oh, I have That's a camera true. on my phone. I'll just film yeah, whatever. or in the wrap. or in the yeah.
3: comments section on Facebook. Goodness. <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> um, keyboard warriors out.
1: So, so what do you guys think? Is it on a decline? Is this, as Martin said, that there are pros and cons, and 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 what I understand, it's it's definitely a pro because there. are are so much to choose from it's a stream of information now is it but is it on a decline were we better before that there was a governing faction that says that filters everything but right now we are like what you said martin i i agree we are
2: our own filters is it bad or good what do you think Um, David? I think that, like what Martin said earlier, I think this is a period of adjustment. Um, it's because it has its pros and cons. So yes, we already discussed that stand, better standards would be great, um, but at the same time, we're in this nebulous area where we don't really know what we're doing. We don't really right, know what right. we, how how to. It's like act. it's like
1: a new it's like a new marriage, no? It's like a new it's like a Something new like uh, relationship. So, you gotta yeah, feel it so, out. Um,
2: So on one hand, you have a group of people, um, usually older, who are from a generation where, if you saw it on a screen, it is correct.
1: Right. It's real. Right. 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 Or if
2: you read it, if you read it.
1: Magazine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not not in a magazine, but like if you read it, say on your phone, or your friend told it to you, or your friend sent it to you, and it looked really in a really nice infographic, it must must be real. real. (laughs) <laughs> so you have these people coexisting with people who, um, like, who know the, you know, maybe if, it, if it's not from this news agency or if it's not from this credible um, blogger, you know, maybe don't believe it. So you have all these things coexisting so is it, in the same okay. space.
1: Is it, is it healthy so to, be, to be doubting all the time? Is it healthy to be always on the lookout?
0: I would argue that even truth, before, I think yeah. even before the advent of the internet, it was always yes. healthy to exercise a certain amount of caution, grain yes. of salt, yes. if you will. So I, I don't think that has or anything too. to do with the, with the advent of technology. But I I I, I totally
1: agree. I think yes. exercise is healthy. Period. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Martin, you were saying something.
3: Um, you're asking me if it declines I'll go back yeah. to Denise's point with uh, uh, the quantity so basically um, I, I'm not going to sit here and make scientific claims but I'll, I'll reference the I, I believe it's called the Matthew principle which is the 80, they're also called the 80-20 rule right? So Pareto principle Pareto, Pareto principle, principle.
0: Yes.
3: yeah, the Matthew principle is actually one from the Bible it's uh. Yeah, anyway, that's another one. Uh I so would think it's from go, Matthew,
1: no? Okay, never mind.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. Uh and uh that means that let's say in this case you would say that 20% of let's just use the rule, right? I'm not saying this is correct, but 20% of of the of the content that is put out is is decent content and and 80% is junk. Um and when you when you add the quantity that has come around so fast that just makes it extremely hard to navigate. But if you look at the different news menus, like I, I am, I'm a great, uh, n- now I'm not talking about news, but I'm a great YouTube consumer. I consume a lot of YouTube and, and it does follow like, um, I, yeah, like standard distribution, like, uh, models, right like mm-hmm. the good channels flow to to the top um and, and that's that's a whole composition a uh, uh, competition like uh, premise that although you will have shit and and sometimes a lot of it sorry for the for the language and and although you also sometimes at the top will have like for example you could say gossip gossip media or, or whatever it might be that might also have a lot of 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 readers um eventually the, the good stuff will float to the top and and, and I, I believe that. But there's a lot so of things to stick so, through right so what, now.
1: So what you're saying, if it's quality, you have nothing to worry about. If it what if, if if your content is quality enough, if it's if it's if it's a good standard you don't have well, to worry there, about
3: there's that. there's many there's many different uh, things that have to fall in line for you to be f- uh, successful and and, uh, and and known on a mass scale so the the the, the quality of the content, the content is not the only thing you need to have sorted you need a bit of luck you need the right marketing you need to be at the right place at the right time is often a very very good way to get uh, massively adopted um, but you do improve your chances of becoming a, a, a mainstream a lot so, if if what you make is resonate so, with people and, so and, and it's good quality. It, it,
1: right, right. So going back to marketing, what you said a while ago, even if you have crappy content, anyone can have crappy content and get to the top if they have great content. Marketing followers, PR. Whatever.
3: Loads of people have crappy content and never get that's, to the top, that's on top, no matter what All they that. do with their marketing. Well, thank God but to there that. there are also no, some that have God crappy that. That. that get to the top. Yeah.
1: Right, right, right. I just saw one a while ago. It's so crappy, and it's in the top, and I'm subscribed. I don't really know why. Anyways. See there you uh, go, man. <laughs> there you fucking. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh so for you it's not on the yeah it's not in a decline we are all in the in the stage of feeling it we're feeling it out how is this going to uh integrate into our uh lives now uh with this with this uh, massive uh stream of i would say a transition phase
3: i would say a transition phase meaning
1: meaning sooner or later uh you can say that sooner or later, there must be some sort of a governing company it will be, it, it, that will, it will have a, oversee it, all of this. And, it, what, and if we go to that, that's already a problem with freedom of speech.
3: Maybe. No, but no, not, it, not necessarily. Like regulation is something that, that is needed. It doesn't necessarily have to interfere with the freedom of speech or at least not to, to a, a massive extent.
1: Right,
2: right, and does right. it have to be external? Um, it could be self-regulation. Like people might wake up one day and realize, "Oh, I have to think critically."
1: <laughs> so we have to, so, we have to, we have to uh, uh, trust in our, uh, in the, in the human race to be more critical. And let's trust their, their, <laughs> their forward <laughs> thinking. <laughs> That's very optimistic. Uh, I know. I wish I, I wish I share it. I wish I share it though. I really, hope, I really wish I share your optimism, but I don't. But I really wish I have that. How about you, Denise? Any last uh, words on this uh, subject before we move on? Is yeah, it I on a decline or are we still like feeling it out?
0: I, I guess I wouldn't use the word decline necessarily, but it's definitely getting diluted.
1: The very diluted. core right, substance right.
0: of good, responsible media is legitimacy. It's, it's definitely diluted. getting diluted and a little bit um mixed in with substances you don't want in there so right right you clean out the gunk right right.
1: right
3: right right
1: it's like my orange juice now has like uh uh, uh red ben. bull something like that
3: oh i was about to say something very bad but yeah there's a lot of good things I can bad? be in your orange juice man
1: oh my god <laughs> i tried almost everything in orange juice thank you big sky hello cindy
2: yeah. <laughs> i see the issue watching
1: <clears throat> i i hope not but uh yeah hi <laughs> anyways
2: <laughs> so yeah uh
1: my, my my thoughts on this i i i i can think of one thing that, that i'm a big fan of uh, alan moore uh, who watches the Watchmen, um and that that will probably spur down uh, uh while technology is uh, uh, growing is who will watch who if uh, if there's a governing actor that will watch over that who will watch them and who will watch that person watching you know what I'm saying it's just going to keep on piling up and who do you trust and these are things that are that are going to be probably apparent in in the years to come when uh, this all explodes or this streamlines, so we don't know what's going to happen this year. Maybe, maybe next, the next or five years after, we don't know if anything goes or someone, Elon Musk, uh, uh, who's, who's the other guy from Amazon, whoever, will streamline information and oh, let's 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 funnel it down to some to a certain. Man, stand. that's
3: a new business and, proposal. And there is, and is always going to be nature. problems.
1: No, but there's always going to be problems in any. This is what I. This is what I realized in life. In any situation you're in, in any form of, in any form of supposedly uh, um, an answer to a problem, there there are problems that will emerge from that answer to that problem. It it is that's that's just how I see. Uh, Life. Sorry, that, that's <laughs> how Congress works. Yep, yep. You solve a Anyways. problem,
3: it fosters another problem, and then you have to solve that problem. When
1: will it end? When will it end? I think it's a hydra, man.
3: Life. It's the hydra. It's the
1: hydra. <laughs> I wish I was a super soldier. Talaga lang, talaga lang. I wish I had that serum. If I had that serum, i I just stay home. ka okay? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just
2: thinking laughs> Big while Sky. Is as a super soldier. <laughs>
1: Running at 80, 80 kilometers an hour and not getting tired. Wow.
3: <laughs> okay. You can sell your cars. <laughs> All right, let's move on, guys.
1: <clears throat> media now, more than ever, are tools. Uh, communication, you know, is for me a better hammer, uh, a, a precise paintbrush. And that's how I see uh, media. Now, with technology, uh, like Denise, you, you mentioned uh, our last episode that it re- it's, it, it's a big help. Technology is a big help to foster talent, and that's great. Um, throughout history, there are special groups, uh, from hate groups to human rights movements, you know, NGOs and all of that, and we've seen media being used as tools. And weapons, sadly, it is being used as weapons. Uh, uh, North Korea, diba? I want to go there one day, hopefully. want to visit Pyongyang. They say it's cheap. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, the question is, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, where is this line between tool or weapon? Uh, where, where, where do we draw that line? Is this more uh, prevalent bef- now than before? Have as med- media now more utilized as weapons now more than ever? Uh, what do you think? Uh, Martin, what do you think about this?
3: Um, what do I think about this? Well, uh, first of all, um, it's, it's difficult to distinguish the two it really it really is i i think that's really my thoughts about it at the end of the day a weapon is also a tool right and um and and many tools can be used as weapons yeah don't don't so, blame
1: the weapon you know they say right don't blame the weapon yeah right don't don't blame, blame don't
3: blame the weapon blame, blame the human right but um but it's it's a, it's a very it's a very deep question in the sense that that's the problem we have with anything we create Right, nuclear energy, clean energy, or mass destruction. Right, very, very right. good. That's a very good uh, example. Nuclear um, energy, and and we know, like we know. Actually, it was funny that I watched a uh, funny enough on YouTube. Ah, it's gonna be. A, they better pay us some advertising money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched a documentary about propaganda, uh, the propaganda war of the of the Second World War yeah not so long ago, like, a, uh, so like last week. Around. yeah but but one thing is in like what we talk about is the propaganda, what we usually would talk about is propaganda in Germany or the propaganda from the Soviet Union, like within these both during the cold war and 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 during uh second world war, but like carrots, sorry, but what what the allied forces did, did they they did propaganda as well, both in terms of war to get people to to uh, turn in for war, to join for right. war, which is a war machine. But also in terms of like, they would actually have special corpses, uh, not corpses, uh, corps that would fly, like uh, uh, flight divisions that would fly across enemy territory and drop like leaflets Cap- out, Captain like, Amer- giving-
1: Captain, uh, Captain America was used as a propaganda tool. Right? He was punching Hitler
3: and yeah, kids talk- would see that right right um and and the same thing with with news which i, I have an idea we're going to talk a bit about tonight but the same thing with news right when is it informational when is it a weapon uh it, 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 depending on how you define a weapon but 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 the the line is just there all the time it's just mm. there all the time mm. and, and and we have to balance that line you're we right we have to Martin. find it a could, way to to balance you're right. it but
1: cuz it could but, be a weapon to one and the tool to the other, so. But yeah,
3: but it could, it could be a tool for you today and a weapon for you tomorrow. Like when we, we, we talked about inherent biases, right? And and you might not even know when you're using it as a force for, for, good or evil. Right. Right. So so yeah, I guess that's that's my point. Pretty much. Pretty
1: yeah. much. How about you, Denise? How, what do you what do you think about this?
0: Well, if I was gonna assess. Normally you think of tools and weapons, number one, based on how they're used and second, what they produce. And I would argue, for example, that technology is definitely more a tool today than it is a weapon. There are more things being created for productivity, entertainment, and the like using technology. But if we're going to zero in on technological media, so things involving video, display, blogs, and and digital news and the like, I'm getting this impression, and if you look at the sentiments on social media right now, there's a lot of negative sentiment that comes out on all social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, even YouTube. A lot of ranting, a lot of negative things coming out, everything from, uh, you know, the current times we're living in, in in the news, or something as completely trivial as Meghan Markle on Oprah. It's all this negativity that's that's being fed through the, the various mediums, and that leads me to believe, even though I don't want to admit it out loud, is that at least when it comes to media, it's being used as a weapon. Guys, concepts like you know, cancel culture, cyberbullying, people who are responding to other people without fully understanding context, defensive and sensitive snowflakes. Media today is less used to create wonderful things for productivity or education or enlightenment as they are used to create strife. We talk about diversity all the time, but every time somebody mentions diversity, it's more divisive than it is uniting. You know, people seem to, and, and this is where we go back to the legitimacy of, of how we use media today. Because people are not doing the right research, because people are not understanding critical thinking, or not even immersing themselves in the context within which a particular topic is surrounded, the tendency is to be very fleeting and very punchy about our response, and and in that sense, it it it's being used as a weapon. Nobody is taking the time to create properly. They're just very, and that's the word I can think of. They're very punchy and very, you know, off the cuff when they're when they're using media. And in that sense, for me personally, it's become a me- uh, a, a weapon of destruction.
1: How about you, Yvette? What do you think?
2: Um, I agree. But I also think that everything that's happening now has been happening, except not on this grand scale. So under a microscope, always,
1: no. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. There you know, there have always been um propaganda newspapers, like for example La Solidaridad, which was the newspaper of the revolution, the Philippine Revolution. I'm sure to the Spanish. <laughs> um our Spanish overlords, they thought that was like evil propaganda, right? But because of that, we we have our independence. Um, So it's always been there, except now it's easier to access, it's easier to create, and also it's easier to exploit. Uh, Again, it'll all come down to what you're searching for. Critical thinking. I think this is, we're all always gonna end uh, on critical thinking because to your tool, it's, yeah. it's going to be the mindset of the person looking for the, you know, what, what is that person looking for? What is that person um, geared towards? Um, is that person inclined to think, to, to, to fact check? Um, like, for example, say I want to believe that Bigfoot exists. I'm going to search for websites that prove that Bigfoot exists. I am not going to listen to the websites that say, no, he does not exist.
1: Right, right.
2: So, so there's bias. There's uh,
1: bias in that there, sense.
2: There's bias. Um, and I think that these things have been or have always been there, e- even, even before the internet. Print. I, if I wanted to believe that Bigfoot existed, I would go buy a magazine that said Bigfoot exists. Um, Bigfoot monthly. You
1: buy Bigfoot monthly. Yeah,
2: I would buy Bigfoot monthly. I would not buy Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot does not, exist, not
1: exist monthly. No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, not that one. Fuck, yeah. that, one. Yeah,
2: Fuck not that, one. that
1: publication.
2: <laughs> but then, at the same time, because there are so many voices now, um, say I buy my Bigfoot monthly. Now, on the internet, there's a conversation between Bigfoot being, and this is a, this is these are real theories, and and I, I love all of them. There's a theory that Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature there's a theory that Bigfoot could be uh, a physical (laughs) mammal, Or it could be what? (laughs)
0: There are theories like that,
2: which which could not have been. He's a yeti. He's a yeti, (laughs) which could not have been um, talked about if it were just, if I was just reading Bigfoot Monthly. But now there are so many other websites. And even if these people who, even if these are two factions, Bigfoot, as an interdimensional creature versus Bigfoot as a physical creature. Even if these two factions fight, and even if they, you know, they call each other snowflakes, at least these are arguments that are being heard versus before where they weren't. So I guess you can apply that to things like, um, say, race, for example. At um, now you, or or sensitivity, at least you know that these issues are there now. And you can make your own decisions about them versus not knowing that they were there at all, so in a way, you can also find your community but for the good and the bad that, that, that makes it, like I can find fellow people who believe Bigfoot exists, right and more than right. that, I can find people who believe that Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature. Right, right. So See, I think
0: here, are the, here yeah. are the layers that Yvette just brought to my attention is the editor and the writers of Bigfoot Monthly are definitely using that publication or that form of media as a tool to communicate their worldview. But then you have the readers of of Bigfoot Monthly that use that publication to shove in other non-believers' faces how correct they are about their belief in Bigfoot. And in that sense, a piece of media that is intended to be a tool is now used as a weapon by other people who, as you said, are not getting a balanced worldview. Or, and who or, while it's or, readily available. Or, yeah. or saying Bigfoot's totally a communist. That can totally happen. But at the
2: same time, the readers can also use it to connect to other readers. Like, oh, you read Bigfoot monthly too? Oh wow.
1: So so bad and good, yeah. It's always bad yes. and good. So yes, so yes. you can you can you now you can get a probably go to a website that says Bigfoot is a communist, and that's that could be a weapon of sorts, right? He is would be a scary. A communist. He would be a scary communist, though. Bigfoot, yeah. like a, a a race of them, an army so it's of them. So no
0: longer Big Brother, guys. You heard it here first. Big Brother has been replaced <laughs> by Bigfoots.
1: I would. I actually. I actually
0: I'm you. He's gonna step on you. <laughs> I actually
1: want to see a snowflake Bigfoot. That was that's pretty interesting. That's something I want to see. How would he go about his life? he be. He'd be like tiptoeing all the time because he has big feet.
3: <laughs> but then you wouldn't know he was Bigfoot because that's how you, see your, you, you only see his footsteps, right?
1: You only see his toes, man. So that yeah. people, that's why we can't see him because Bigfoot is actually a snowflake and tip, tiptoes. Anyways, well said of it. Uh, I was going to say something, but now I forgot. Okay, let's move on to the next one. But uh, yeah, uh there's always going to be good and bad. Uh I love the point you uh, you just mentioned a bit about, yeah, you're right. It can be jarring. It can be uh, stressful with all this information, but you can find your own kind. Let's just hope your own kind is not harmful. It's not weaponized. Yes. Then again, on the other hand, who's to say? It's subjective. but It's still subjective. Yes. At the end of the day, your snowflake Bigfoot could be, I could see that as a weapon to my snowflake Jesus. I don't know. One Something man's like that.
0: conspiracy is another man's religion.
1: Right, right, right. Talking about conspiracies, <clears throat> nowadays, there are so many conspiracy nuts, nuts, I, I, I'm probably subscribed to a lot of uh, ancient aliens. You know these these things. Uh, they're pretty interesting. Uh, more 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 so entertainment than actual uh, uh, fact, you no? Know? But still interesting, nonetheless. And uh, but there are conspiracy channels and shows and and publications even that uh, promote what they say is fact. Uh, like, like the channel I mentioned a while ago, China Unbound. They're an anti-China channel and they're strong. They're millions of subscribers. That's, that could be dangerous or not. Depends on who's looking. My question is, do we need this? Do we need this? Because like you said, David, for them, they could be the critical thinkers. My, let's say my snowflake Bigfoot channel is a critical thinking channel for me and my millions of followers. So who's to say, do we need them? Do we still need all these conspiracy channels, conspiracy advocates? Let's call them that. Or should we just always go for the legitimate news? But again, to say. What do you think what, think of that? Uh, Yvette, what do, I want to know what you think about this.
2: Well, okay. Before I say anything, I will read a quote by Alan Moore. Yay! Since we've already started quoting Alan Moore, I shall do it again. Um, he once said that the main thing they learn about conspiracy theory is that conspiracy theorists believe in a conspiracy because that is more comforting. The truth of the world is that it is actually chaotic. The truth is that it is not the Illuminati or the Jewish banking conspiracy or the gray alien theory. The truth is far more frightening. Nobody is in control. The world is rudderless.
1: Man, I know that. It, I know that's, that. Quote. That's an amazing I, I quote. That's Alan Morgas, I know that quote, and and uh, for everybody in the live stream, he's a nihilist and he's an anarchist. That's why he has that quote. Ganda, <laughs> ganda.
2: Yeah. Um, I. I am, okay, basically, I believe in what, what, in what he says. I, I agree with Alan Moore, but also at the same time, um, a small, very, very small part of me thinks, what if some of this is true? Like aliens, for example. For a long time, we thought that it was a conspiracy theory, but now you have the New York Times saying that there might, we might actually have alien crafts. So." would they have put out something like that if the conspiracy theorists weren't so um, adamant about getting to know whether this thing is real or not? Again, um, there there are two sides to everything.
0: Speaking of which, we're gonna plug, we always tend to do that on the show. For those of you that are interested in things about space, conspiracies and scandals in particular, we do have a series called Scandals in Space, You can check out all of those episodes on our Spotify podcast. Just look for the Naked Under the Table show and catch up on those four episodes called Scandals in Space. But I'm gonna jump with what what Yvette said. Um, I think what I love about the, the Alan Moore quote is it asks us to question how we categorize what is a conspiracy to begin with. It's very easy for us to brand certain claims as conspiracy Because we have different yardsticks for measurement, for basis, and for evidence. Generically and categorically, we'll say it needs to be scientifically based. But even science has proven itself wrong over the centuries, even in the last few decades. Something as simple as what used to be thought of as a planet is now known to not be a planet. And that's Pluto, in case you guys were wondering. So when we talk about... Yeah, right?
1: You mean the dog? (laughs)
0: Yeah, the dog, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wasn't a planet. planet he was a dog. <laughs> he's actually not even a dog. <laughs> Did you guys know that Pluto is not a dog? But he's not? That's another. He's not. You can Google that. See, Goofy um,
1: on. That's
2: Goofy. He's
1: oh, a cow. Oh, sorry. You're
0: right. Goofy's not a dog. You're right. Goofy's, um,
2: not um, Goofy's a cow. Goofy
1: a cow. I just had one cow.
0: Of and I mixed up Pluto. Goofy's and and a exactly. cow. Anyway. This is why
2: he wears clothes and Pluto
0: does not.
1: That's the whole explanation.
0: <laughs> the cow has to wear Sorry, clothes, the anyway, dog go doesn't.
3: African yeah, cows, they wear clothes all to the, the time. <laughs>
0: time. <laughs> Welcome, Yvette, to the rabbit hole that is the Naked Under the Table show that tends to happen, and we do go back eventually, sometimes sooner okay. or rather than later. But um, <laughs> for going back, it, it's interesting because one could argue, and going back to our little Bigfoot example, who's to say that they're the conspiracy nuts? Who's to say that the non-believers in Bigfoots are the ones who are just too rigid in the worldview, that they can't open up their minds enough to the possibility that Bigfoot exists, given another set of evidence or proof in that regard. And so to answer your question, Elsie, I don't necessarily think conspiracy theorists are bad. I just feel that, again, going back to responsible media, the presentation of the evidence and the way you are going to share what you know and what you believe in, conspiracy or otherwise, is very, very important. You could have something that is not as, as you know, um, out there as Bigfoot, for example. Something as simple as American politics. We're not even going to go to names here, but there are a lot of conspiracy theories about American politics, about the elections. And this is this way Not because they're conspiracy theorists, but because the way they're presenting the information and the way they're disseminating that information lacks evidence, basis, and just good old plain structure. They don't have the journalistic structure that is necessary to make a person understand that there is merit in what they are reporting and what they're saying. So I think things like controversial reporting always needs to be there. In fact, to a certain degree, it's always been there. Sometimes they were a lot harder to hear or get a hold of because the larger conglomerates had the power to silence them. Now, because of what we talked about in terms of volume, there's a lot more um, area for them to explore, to send their messages, but it cuts both ways. Even non-conspiracy theories are very, very careful about the risks of using the mediums that they're using when they're communicating the messages that they're using.
1: How about you, Martin? What, what do you think about all this? Do we need it? Do we need all these uh, conspiracies? am yeah.
3: I, I am going to uh, support myself on the opinions of Denise and say, yes, we do need them, because what if they're right? right? And that, that's really the point. But, but I guess...
0: The smallest voice is not the wrong voice.
3: No, like crazy. imagine how many times in your life that you either joined forces with, let's say, public opinion, but doesn't have to be like public opinion, like the, an opinion of a whole country, like just in your office or at your job, right? Against someone who said something else and they turned out to be right. Or how many times you have said something different and people kind of ganged up against you and, you and you turned out to be right. Right? Like, this is a... F- um, it's, a it's a function. I, I can't come up with a better word, but it, it's a function that needs to be there. But with that said, um, of course, not, I won't say there's a limit to it, but there... Well, there is a limit to it, right? How outrageous does it get? How crazy does it get? Not in terms of what you're allowed to your opinion like that's fine but when when out when when crazy outrageous opinions take over public uh public opinion or influence public opinion we start going let's say on 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 a more societal scale we start going in a direction because if that opinion is wrong you're moving a, a very very big chunk of people in a direction which will lead to ruin in some sort of way so so i guess it's a spectrum uh the function is there's definitely a need for it um the question is where on the spectrum can we allow to place ourselves because because some people like they do convince other people of crazy shit right and takes it somewhere very dark and i i, I think. I'm going to reference it again, but I, I think Second World War and, 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 for example, the communist regimes of, of, of uh, the Soviet Union and, and probably also China, but I, I think this is a very good example of, of how far you can, you can, you can drive public ac- acceptance by, 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 um, with bad ideas, with bad values uh and, and and advocated it at, at, while advocating it as good values right like we will we'll give to the poor by fucking killing and stealing from all the rich like it's like what anyway like in any case it can go very dark it can go somewhere very bad so we do need to to kind of calibrate ourselves but it is a, a function that is needed but it's a it's a very fine line very very difficult to balance so, so I
0: so, want to ask Iveta okay. a question, if that's okay. Because um, I'm listening to Martin, and one of the things I latched on to was this concept of opinions. Mm-hmm. And we can all agree, I think, on this particular episode that uh, the world is not lacking in opinion. But I think we can also agree that there are certain opinions that have more merits, and journalists are not always required to be unbiased. In fact, there are many journalists and many pieces of of news and, and media that are designed as opinion pieces. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask Yvette, as a person in this industry, how does one know now? How can one determine when it is a quote unquote valid opinion or an opinion that needs to be heeded versus the type of opinion that Martin was talking about that's just predominantly noise?
2: Again, I'll have to go back to critical thinking. Um... I don't know how else to explain it.
0: So I'll rephrase my question. How do I know, not just as a reader, but but as a consumer of media in general, when the person who's created this piece of media employed critical thinking? How would one know that?
2: Um, Well, you would have to do, it, it won't be, The best way to do it is also the hardest and the most boring way to do it. It's to read widely and to read different uh, things that are both, uh, things that you agree with and things that you don't agree with. So um, And to compare them with reality if you're lucky enough to do so, like say if it's something happening in your country. Um, So it's a mix of all this. It's not something that can be like there there's no set of rules like one you have to look for this, two, he has to have an eye patch. You know, it's not not a set of rules. <laughs> or a monocle. <laughs> or a monocle. <laughs> if he does not have a monocle, he's probably lying. he's not gonna no, none.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or he, he has to
1: have a lab coat. He has to have a lab, lab coat. Lab coat.
0: But, but, you they know, this, a is medical opinion. this is also a very important yeah. point because very often image is associated with critical thinking. People think that because a person looks a certain way and talks a certain way, they are natural critical thinkers. And a guy that yeah. has funky hair and dresses weird is not a critical thinker. And I'm sure, Yvette, in your profession, you've run into both types. How do we now distinguish when true to critical thinking is actually in our midst, so to speak?
2: Well, we have to go against our human instincts because as you mentioned, we're very appearance-based. And if, you really, if you're really out there wanting to know what what the right way to think is, you'll have to look beyond appearance. You'll have to read widely. You'll have to be open enough to accept that you might be wrong. And you might have, and it, and you have to be okay with having to change your opinion, even if that means changing the way you look at the world. So, and that's very, very hard to do. Even the, for the most open-minded person, it's very, very hard to do.
0: Because so it's an internal, internal process. Yeah. In so it's,
2: it's a really, it, it's I an internal know. process. As Such much as, as a... yeah, looking for the guy with the monocle or the lab coat.
1: <laughs> Such as uh, most flat earthers would say. Uh, they have and I guess this is why most of these
0: prefaced at the beginning of of the show, at the beginning of the episode. Right, right. You know right. that that's why journalists go through training and they learn these things because critical thinking isn't picked up like that. Critical yeah. thinking is something that is developed and honed over time. And yeah. I guess that's what you're looking for. How long has this person, you know, been been at this? And and, hmm. and do they have the credentials and and the education and the training to be able to talk about what it is that they're talking about? And maybe that's hmm. a good start to determine if they have right. the credibility to be listened to. Yeah,
3: well, that's, that's your best bet well, in right? any case.
1: No, I agree. I agree to that. I think you have to look at how long has this person oh, um, was was into the topic. Was how long has he been? Researching on this, uh, you'd probably you'd probably see merit in in a in a in a flat earther who has been researching this since the seventies or something. That's something that you have to put in consideration right. as well. You might
0: not believe him, but you have to at least accord him the credibility and the respect right. of the amount of time <clears throat> he's put into this. That's also true.
1: So so it just goes down to yeah. Uh, as Yvette says, it's your, your internal, your internal decisive uh, faculties. You really have to have that uh, that deciding factor. You have to have that critical thinking, and that's it's just sad that a lot of it's not that easy to to gain.
0: So yeah, you're especially
2: right. now because, as Denise mentioned, everyone's so just so punchy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that really is the word, right? It's like it is like so punchy. It's not even the wording. They're like punching the keyboard when they're typing their comments. It's like the,
1: the yeah, <laughs> to, talking about talking about typing their comments. Uh that's what's scary about this whole scenario that we're in with all these informa- with all the the conspiracy channels. Uh you know, the sad truth is when you go to social media, you go to Facebook especially, things haven't really changed since the witch burning you know when you think about it it's it's pretty much villagers with pitchforks it's just instead of pitchforks it's keyboards it's computer keyboards but more or less it's the same thing if someone of of some of if someone of stature of some year of some merit of some credibility of some visual inclination that he knows what he's talking about and he posts Something that's that could be damageable that can can uh, have some damage to a certain belief. You're talking about some followers uh, 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 lining up, and that's scary. So, like what you said, Martin, bad and good. How do we overcome this? Is is this still gonna fall under critical thinking? If we have these proverbial villagers with pitchforks now, are Trolls and whatnot,
0: how
2: do we? How, May I? <laughs> um, I think that one of the biggest things to overcome is the human inclination to want to believe in someone, to have someone do the thinking for them, and to be very, very swayed by charisma.
1: You're right, uh, a lot of people there, there was a study. Uh, there's this this uh, I think it was Neil deGrasse. He uh, was explaining why there's so much flat earthers, and he said that some sometimes people just want to be against something. Sometimes people just want to go against the status quo, or it could be. I can't remember for the life of me who who said this. But I'll I'll quote I'll quote this line. Uh, if you find yourself in the in in agreement. To the masses, it's time to rethink your to rethink your beliefs. I can't remember who said that. <laughs> it might be a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing hey, myself, I think you guys don't know comic, book.
0: comic books and oh. graphic novels. They have some oh, of no. those. Oh, no, no, literature. no. We just oh. quoted Alan Moore. Yeah, it's, it's Alan Moore. Moore. We quoted Alan
1: Moore. Yeah. i quote yeah. Frank Miller okay. anytime. They are brilliant. But, yeah.
0: They are brilliant. brilliant.
3: But it's, it's a good point. It's It's a good point. Um, and and there is also when, when it comes to these conspiracy theories, like, um, pe- people, for a variety of reasons get get pushed to a place where they just want to have something to hold on to. something that that is theirs, something that they believe is right and and it doesn't matter what happens. And other people just want to destroy what is. They don't care what they believe in. They just—they are so. Imp- they have been burned by the world so bad that they just want it to be something that it's not. And and I think that's also something. Uh, I I guess to to a, to an extent bitterness is something that can drive people into extreme opinions. Um and sometimes it's not so much about what the opinion is it's just about like it's it's that kind of let's tear it all down kind of attitude right it doesn't matter what 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 it is really they just want to tear shit down because some sometimes they believe they can build it better which uh which uh, that day i don't want to see um and and yeah i I think there's also some animosity in in, involved in, in in some of these things like people have just um build up hate towards how things are or how things is run and 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 um jump on jump on something crazy just to tear some shit down
1: yeah uh, that's yeah i have to agree there are people that just want to believe in something that's not mainstream not the status quo they just want to be against something and yeah, that can be dangerous. What do you think, Denise? Uh, is there a way to remedy this—the uh, villagers with pitchforks problem, the trolls? Is that is that something that we have to accept? From henceforth, we have to accept till the day. Uh, so uh, while uh, technology uh, uh, increases, we just have to accept the fact that there's more information and. Uh, so there's more people that will be destructive to our eyes.
0: I love that we're using the analogy of villagers with pitchforks because that tells us it's not hinged on technology, innovation, or any kind of social media development. It's a human condition. And the tendency of humans, whenever they are afraid of something, don't understand something, or feel that their current existence or worldview is being threatened, they're going to pick up any weapon of choice. In fact, this is where we go back to that original question. A pitchfork is not supposed to be used as a weapon. It's supposed to be a tool. But then, you know, people use this thing as a weapon. And I feel people will not be able to discern today as they haven't been able to discern in the past. And this is a little bit concerning for me in that technology and the internet have actually allowed for more information and education and enlightenment to be disseminated. Back then education was isolated or it was a privilege of the rich and the wealthy and the masses weren't able to access the same kind of education. And now I feel it's an even more dire world that we live in because it wouldn't be difficult for a regular Joe, as Yvette says, to just research for a few minutes, go on different sources, go on different websites, see some different points of view in order to contextualize what it is that they're forming in their heads and the beliefs that they think are being challenged. And so even with all of that information accessible to us, we're still pitchforking. And so I, I, I will say, I don't think as, as, as humans, it's in our nature to be able to avoid this. It's just going to happen.
1: Hence,
0: hence, uh, hence Alan Moore,
1: hence can... yes. Alan Moore being right. Oh, what's that? Sorry, are, are you saying
2: something? Uh no. Um, I agree with what Denise said. So, uh, given everything that we've talked about, like yes, you could do this, yes, you can do that. In the end, the biggest battle will be with human nature.
1: It's still that, no? It'll still go, yes. go down to that. That's that's very interesting. Uh, we can't blame technology we can't blame uh, information uh, 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 processing it's just really how we are as you can as only
3: I, blame yourself you can only blame yourself
1: so uh, that's why I believe in Bigfoot okay <laughs>
0: Martin was yeah, really and yeah, and next next Martin week is Joe. the
3: first, first edition of uh, Bigfoot Monthly coming out.
1: And I want to ask everybody on the live stream, do you know his shoe size in U.S. form? Do you know his shoe size? What's Bigfoot's shoe size? Now, that's a question <laughs> that deserves a critical thinking answer.
3: And proper research.
1: <laughs> and proper research.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys.
1: Here's a question. If given unlimited budget and resources to put up um, a media network, ka, it's up to you what you want to put up. But you have unlimited resources with all the, the appendages that comes with it. Uh, you have websites, uh, social media, SEO, what, what, have, what have you. What would you call it? What will be the focus? Are there any trends practices that you would retain or would you uh, destroy it and create your own so what, i want I want to know what if it has to say about this what would you create
2: okay unlimited um, budget I would like a website I would like a say I would uh, a media network that focused on investigative journalism. And um, I know that I've been using Bigfoot as an example and people think like I'm making fun, but I'm actually not. Like, I would like investigative journalism pieces on if if Bigfoot really exists, if, you know, solving all these supernatural questions in Bigfoot, right. yeah, if Bigfoot exists, if he really is an interdimensional creature or if he's a physical creature. If, so uh, we already spend- know that the government the US government has said that UFOs like ha- have have al- has have alluded to the existence of UFOs. I would like to know if they're really real, if they're really um if we really have some technology like the things like that. But I would nice. also like investigative journalism pieces on say um there are many, many issues in this
0: In space travel, for example, that's a good investigative. Yeah, you, I'd love y- to read that. Yeah. Or, you just or want- even
2: terraforming. Terraforming in space. Like, uh, I would like to devote a big chunk of it to agriculture. Nice. So, like, we We all forget that food is important. And food right, would not right. have food if we didn't have farmers. And even if we were to do space travel, and if we were going to have colonies in space, the first thing we would have to do is to terraform farming but in So pa rin. you know like these pieces may sound very weird
0: but i think they're really really They're not
1: weird, weird. they're not weird at all
0: they're But the so only important. that the Naked Under the Table show actually did an episode on terraforming Mars <coughs> and another ah, episode on space travel so you can check out our Spotify the Naked Under the Table show we covered each actually in depth So Hold if on, you want you... to check it out also yeah Uh
1: if it, you only want the website why not put up a no, media A whole network. conglomerate of, of websites. <laughs> each,
2: <laughs> or or, sp- or print specific... magazines. Or, like, well, basically uh, investigative journalism. I would like to give a reporter, uh, you know, a very trusted reporter free reign on what they want to investigate. Okay, So apply corruption... uh, can, ap-
1: can I apply to that, uh, no? I apply to your <laughs> network?
2: Uh, I'll send my resume.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Denise? You you know, anything you... from
2: corruption to bigfoot. <laughs> I, so would like, I would like I would like a reporter to have unlimited that's
0: actually I love uh, it because the breadth yeah. of it is so vast it's it's wonderful because it also shows even in the scope of the reporting is trying not to be biased. We're not saying no as long as proper investigation is done and good reporting you know is done it could be Bigfoot, it could be space travel, it could be corruption as long as it's done in the right way and I love that I love that I, I you know you should start that event. Unfortunately, <laughs> you need a you need a backer. So, anybody listening yeah. on the live stream, if you want to invest in this wonderful idea, just look for a- Any any
3: of the billionaires out there? Yeah, we're, we're ready.
0: Anyone? Rupert Murdoch, we're calling you, buddy. <laughs> no, so and and you, yeah,
2: yeah. Sorry, you mentioned a while ago that you mentioned science, and I think that plays into a big part, uh, a big part in all of this because we didn't. We didn't, uh, centuries ago, we thought we, the earth, the sun revolved around the earth and now we know different. So it's pieces like this that show that, okay, maybe it's not the case. Maybe this, we revolve around the sun. So we're there.
1: Nice. 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 How about you, Denise? What would, what would you create?
0: So for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know, I actually have a company that builds websites. Um, But more than build websites, we're a company that advocate user experience and usability. And a subset of that, and unfortunately, a not widely practiced or even acknowledged subset of usability is this thing called accessibility. And what that means is making sure that products, be they literature products, video products, audio products, are actually designed for people with certain Physical limitations or impairments. So if I were to have an unlimited budget for a media conglomerate, I would make one that's dedicated to people with vision impairment. They could be born blind. They could be colorblind. They could have low vision. Um, Cognitive impairments such as Asperger's or dyslexia. Um, Even motor impairment where they don't need to use a mouse in order to consume the content on these particular media. I would definitely love to create a media conglomerate that is specifically focused on people that otherwise wouldn't be able to access. We would have so many broadsheets in the past and not a single one in all the decades and centuries with, with broadsheets made one for braille. You know, nobody nobody thought to do this. and And now you had, at the time, the most predominant way to hear the news or learn about the news and you excluded people who weren't able to see. And weren't able to read text printed on paper, and I would I would super love that. I would love uh, a, a media conglomerate that designed for people with impairments, physical impairments especially, if not even mental impairments. That that would really rock my world.
1: Nice. That's actually helpful. That's actually vi- very viable. If That's I was a billionaire, mind. yeah. If I was a billionaire, I would totally totally support you with like. A million dollars. How about you, Martin? All right, let's you? go to
0: the CNN final. A million
1: out the- of your billion.
3: A million uh, out
1: of my billion. Cause I need my billion. <laughs> I'm gonna do my own thing.
3: But you're gonna have nine hundred and ninety-nine million after you give that, you know? Right, right. Billion is gone. Oh, um yeah. what would I do? I, I I would just what I would do is and and I don't even need a big budget for this. Actually I could start doing it tomorrow, I guess. What I would like to do is a media platform that focuses on uh, creating content that explains why things are or work as they work. Because I think what's a big problem now is because of the, let's say, the issues that we have, the problems that we are facing, the challenges that we have ahead of us. Uh, and And those being a byproduct of the progress that we have made over a long, long time, uh, people have this idea that or I won't say people, but I feel this this um, I feel this idea growing that we it's better if we just tear everything down. Because who were the people that made it anyway? And what did they know? And why all of these things? And I I, I see a great conflict with some very, very fundamental principles that our societies, not only in the West, but, but in many places in the world, build on. And I think the only antidote to that is to make sure that I, that, that, As many people as can can are interested, have a chance to get their hand on that kind of content. Like, what is the rule of law?
0: Or like, I love what you're saying because sometimes you you get the end product, and people don't realize what it took to make that, or how the components work, or or why why it's so phenomenal you know and i think yeah. that's very important
3: or or why why do why why is one of the basic principles of economy e- economics to work for profits
0: because right? that gets bad rap but there's a reason why if you to your point there's you a
3: reason out. why yeah. Yeah. and there are so many basic principles on which our society builds on like and freedom of speech talking about responsible media freedom <laughs> of speech is, is really one of them like um and and that's not really something that you need a big budget for, but obviously it would be nice because you could probably build an audience and, and whatnot. But but my biggest interest is just pu- putting that kind of, of information out there, and that doesn't mean that it's right. But for my, for me, the problem is people try to tear down stuff they don't understand.
0: And when they work backward, it's actually very. It's not derivative in any sense. And that yeah.
3: doesn't mean that there's that doesn't mean that there's not anything wrong. With what is, of course there is. Of course it could be better. Of course it could be done better. But if it is to be done better, if you want to build a better house, you gotta know how the fucking house was built, right? Well, you yeah, you gotta built, know yeah. what what techniques it's used to build that house, <laughs> so what so it's kind like of materials used. So, it's so like a I get
0: what Martin is saying, you know there's For, a, like, now a-
3: now it's it's funny that you say it Elsie cuz what I really want is actually a school. Like but that's a, <laughs> actually a personal dream of mine. Um that's a personal dream of mine. I would love to do that one day if I, if yeah, if and if and if I would love to do that one day, but since it's responsible you- media we're talking about, I'm just talking about a platform where the the theme of that's the content nice. is these kind kinds of things.
0: Simon Sinek has a wonderful book called start with why and that's the very idea Martin where very often the outer circle is the what and everybody is familiar with the what sometimes they go a layer deeper which is the how and they totally get the how or they somewhat get the how but very rarely do people get into the core of anything which is the why partly because it's not disseminated as you want to do but also partly because when it is disseminated it's erroneous the people who quote unquote broke it down are not the actually people, the people who built it or got it there, and I think yeah. that's that's wonderful. So,
1: yeah. You need contributors, Martin, for for this to happen. You need a lot well, of contributors. He a well, he is
0: partner. Well, it seems like I have three right here. And do that, you know? Can I? <laughs> I, I can love I, like, the idea sure because I'll make sure it's consumable by everybody. <laughs> you know, we Can I teach guys. kung
1: fu? Can I teach Kung Fu in your, in yeah, your man. website? Yeah, do it. Perfect. You the, That's what I want to do. That's my dream. It's, a lovely, it's a, a
2: lovely Kung idea because it's a lovely idea. Yeah,
1: I know. No.
2: <laughs> his idea is that his website is a lovely idea because it, it, it takes all these things that people take for granted and places them there in front of you.
1: Nice. Yep. Though. That's actually yes, very sir, viable, wanna, Martin.
0: I want to hear your answer. I'm curious about what you would build. Oh, I have... got a lot of answers. Okay, okay. Oh, I want to hear it. Holy
1: crap, where do I start? With a billion dollars? Holy <laughs> crap. I'd probably build I'll probably build all the monsters. I'll build I'll build Bigfoot. I'll build the Loch Ness monster. I'll build them all. And I'll hide them somewhere for you, Ivet, to find it.
0: Oh, so he will build a media, and that's how you sponsor media. A media, a media. I will like build sports I the media for your media. No, you're you're <laughs> the you're you're the topics. You're gonna create chaos yeah, everywhere, it's and still now the media your team it's chasing down all of these dead leads. So no, just kidding, <laughs> right? So you're I'll gonna
1: give the natural
2: scientists a hard time.
1: I will give them a hard time, but a realistic hard time. They can actually find it.
0: Well, to right. be fair, we did argue that if you're going to be a responsible anything, not just... A Might as well
1: make it you real. You
0: better make sure you debunk Elsie's weird creations. Make it and, real. You know? that, that is yeah. true.
1: That is true. And I'll put up a network of the best impersonators to impersonate all my friends. I just want to do that. <laughs> like the best impersonator. You'll, you'll see yourself, it. That, that it's so that it looks funny exactly that exactly like episode, you
0: That's this doing episode is about responsible media and nothing about what Elsie is proposing is <laughs> responsible in any respect though. <laughs> like zero. You know.
2: But guess it's which fun, of though. the four ideas is gonna get the most hits. Yep, it's
0: <laughs> gonna exactly. get the most Talks about hit. quality versus There we go. <laughs> 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 yep. the most <laughs> There's it your volume you right the there.
1: I'll be on the top, guys. That's what you. That's uh. That's an attest test on what we're talking about, guys. Going back uh to, to the to the serious topic at hand, what I just said was totally crazy, but you're right, of it. It will get mo- most uh, noticed. Noticed. That's just how it is. That's why there. That's that's why there's crap in the world. <laughs> that's the whole point. People like crap. <laughs> that's how we. That's how it is. It's either you do something really, really crappy. whether it's McDonald's or, really, food, really, or it's... Right, right. Either it's really, really crappy
0: or it's hey, really, really good. I happen good. to like McDonald's food, so there you go I again. Love, I, One person's like weapon too. is another person's yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I like it too, but that me. does not make it healthy it for me, man. Does, it's, not it's not healthy
0: for me. McDonald's <laughs> is my tool. It reminds me. That I can just say "fuck you" to the universe, you know, and you just, know that, you
1: know. <laughs> you know that the fries of McDonald's when it's so stale, it tastes like cardboard. Sorry, I'm just saying. Sorry, not to d- scratch that. McDonald's might sponsor us. Sorry.
3: <laughs> their McFlurries are amazing. Too their ice cream—that's that's that's right up my alley.
1: Their apple pie. I actually, is app- I actually tried to apply back then uh, to uh, to become Ronald McDonald. It takes so much uh, credentials. You have to undergo so much mock practice and mock training to become McDonald. Can you believe that? That's just crazy. Did you succeed? No, I saw them muc- fuck you. <laughs> Never mind. I left. Never. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, guys, responsible media, dead or alive. Last words, uh, Denise
0: yeah i think i think it's still alive i think responsible media is still alive there are embers that are struggling to stay alive but it's still very much alive so i would say not to the people who actually contribute or create in the media but to the people who consume media don't let it die guys be a little bit more conscientious be a little bit more um balanced in your consumption so that the real responsible players don't die out because it's also a very unrewarding profession I will tell you you know I mean Yvette here has won a palanca for those of you that are not of the Philippines the palanca is like the Pulitzer Prize for Filipino writers not just journalists and it's 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 a dying breed and we are killing them because we're not sifting through the ones who truly deserve our attention and respect the responsible ones and we are giving exactly people like Elsie de Leon the star status in any media that we consume so again i will just summarize responsible media is not dead but we have a responsibility to keep it alive
1: well said well said how about you martin dead or alive
3: yeah uh, i am i'm going to i'm going to jump on on denise's bandwagon on this one I think the real problem is 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 uh, the responsibility. I think that's really what what we're are on. A de- if we're talking about something on decline, that's what's on the decline. And then there is many reasons for that. That's definitely many reasons for that. But that also means that responsibility ultimately is an in. It's 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 your it's your burden as an individual, right? And and as um. And the more individuals that take a responsible approach, the more responsible uh, society will be on a legislative part, on in terms of media, in terms of of, of everything, really. Um, so I don't believe it's it's dead, no. Um, but I I will um, just say that that. Responsibility is is what's on a decline here, and the best thing you can do is to take a a deep look at yourself, uh, and and try to become a responsible person in the way you consume media or in the way that you conduct yourself. It's no fun. It's super hard, and you you'll never get there, but you can all <laughs> you
2: try. <never> get there. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but you won't. Like it's just responsibility. Just <laughs> I, yeah, breeds agree, more responsibility, not less. I agree.
1: I agree. It's a it's so, a yeah. it's a never ending climb. You're right. You're right. Yes. Uh, not but not the least. Uh, last but not the least, uh, our our guest, uh, old friend of mine, my co Alan Moore fan, uh, Yvette Tan, dead or alive.
2: I think both of them said it really well. So I'll just summarize what both of them said in the best way. That I can. Um, It's not dead. Responsible media is not dead, but we. I'll just repeat what Denise said. Basically, responsible media is not dead, but it is our responsibility to keep it alive.
1: Nice, nice. Okay, thank you. uh, Thanks, everybody. Uh, My opinion on this is: I just want my impersonators network to to actually uh, push through. That's what I really want. And uh, <laughs> to create all these monsters uh, and keep them in a the big, giant warehouse in Mayon in Volcano or something. That would be fucking cool.
3: Out in Antipolo.
1: <laughs> or Antipolo until it explodes. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, guys. This has been fun. I've learned. Uh, certainly, I've learned a lot. And I actually, uh, believe it or not, I have grown in maturity somehow tonight right very this very instance i think ladies I have
0: and gentlemen the rare has bloomed
1: <laughs> i think i am now a more mature and intelligent person that's what happens if you watch nuts so watch us every monday and join our nuts group in facebook just just search nuts and it'll direct you straight to our nuts group where we post everything that we've been talking about here this has been your Nuts Show and I'm Elsie, Denise Martin, and our guest Evetan. Thanks so much, everybody. I'll see you all next week.